Let us pray. Father, now we want to listen to your words. We pray that as our heart is ready to receive your words, you will speak to us through your words in the Bible and through the guidance of your Spirit. Speak to us. Let your words, the truth, transform our life to be after your own heart, to, to please you, glorify you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. A few months ago, Emin and I, we went to the bubble tea shop at the Saradise. It has been so many years. Both of us, we didn't go to enjoy the cup of tea at the bubble tea shop. So we went there, and both of us, we ordered two cups of flower tea. And we sat down, enjoyed our tea, chit-chat with one another. Or if we use another word, we part poor there. <laughs> and suddenly, Amy asked me, Hey, Vincent, please look around. So I just quickly look around and I asked her, Anything happen? Or you see anyone that we know? And Amy said, no, I just want to ask you, do you realize that you are now an uncle here? Because as we look around, all the other customers, they are young people, they are youth. <laughs> Time flies. And as here, I'm stepping into 30 years old. I'm at adult now, so as an adult, usually what do we fear of? We fear of, we're afraid of three highs, right? And this year after we have our twin babies, twin sons, I put a lot of weight too. So I must be very careful too. Three highs. High blood pressure, high blood sugar, High cholesterol. We need to take care of ourselves so when we reach 30 and above, all of us, we're afraid of these three highs. How about young people? What do you afraid of? Try to ask yourself, what do you afraid of as a young man or young woman? Of course, seldom young men or young women have these three highs. But as I look back to my previous life when I was in youth fellowship in Cebu, I find that I was afraid of three not. Not three highs, but three not. Maybe as a youth, you have the same experience as me or you are going on this journey now. So this tree not firstly, 
I afraid that my outward appearance is not as good as others. My height, my body fitness, for example, like in the school, my friend, he can play basketball so well. He is tall. He can jump very high, but I can't. Or my face is not handsome enough if compared to my classmates, or not beautiful enough. Enough. That is the first knot that we afraid of. That I afraid of when I was a youth. My outward appearance not as good as others. The second knot. My achievement is not as good as others. For example, my grades, your examination, your test result, or your sports performance, or co-curricular activities. We are afraid that when I compete with others, I am not as good as them. Thirdly, not recognized and affirmed by others, especially when I have some thoughts, when I want to suggest some of my plans and my thoughts to my parents, to my teachers, to my friends, and my thoughts are not recognized and are not affirmed by them. We are afraid of that. Or my feelings, when I'm not feeling well, when I have bitterness here and I want to share with someone and he or she cannot accord with me, I'm afraid of that. So these are three knots that I'm afraid of when I was a youth. Maybe as an adult, sometimes we're afraid of these three knots, right? Because this always happens in every day of our life. So when a young people we fall into these three knocks. We will often be afraid of this and that. And we will be living in fear. And we will not have confidence in facing people or talking to someone face to face. And we will not dare to explore new things, not to mention to brave our storm in our life. So in the Bible, there is a young man who also faced these three difficulties or challenges in his life. But in the end, he succeeded in overcoming all these difficulties and challenges, and he became an instrument that used by God. And this young man is David. Why today we want to study David and Youth Sunday? Because if we go into the Bible, study the Bible, you will find that David is the one who used by God when he was just a teenager. We may, we may think about Joshua is also a young man, but when, 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 he, uh, becomes, when he became the leader of Israel, like actually he was around 40 years old. Maybe we will think of Timothy, but he is actually around 20 or 30 of a young man. But comes to teenager, 
David when he was just a teenager. God used him. Why do we know that? How do we know that David was a teenager when he fought against Goliath? Firstly, the age limit of the Israelite army at that time was around 20, 20 years old. And David was not yet in the army. So scholars, um, they suspect or they speculate that David's age was between 12 to 16 years old at that time. Secondly, let us look at 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 4. I will read for you. David was 30 years old when he became king, and he ran 40 years old. David was 30 years old when he became king. So that is black and white written in the Bible. But if we read David's story, David, he escaped from Saul's hunting in the wilderness for at least 10 years before he became a king. So these calculations may confirm that David was just a teenager when he defeated Goliath. He was just a teenager, 12 to 16 years old. Because if we read the Bible, David has altogether seven siblings, seven brothers. Only three of them, three older brothers, they are in the battlefield. And David was the youngest among the other four. So through this, we know that David, he was just a teenager. He was just a youth. So very obvious, God used a youth, a teenager, to be his instrument, to fight against the enemy, to let the Israelites. And today, God wants to tell all of us here, he will use our young people to fulfill his will too in this generation. But we must know that God, he does not use people casually. There must be something special in David's life that made God willing to choose him to be the king of Israel. So from the scriptures that we read today, we can learn three aspects from David's faith, which will help us to brave the storm in our life and be God's vessel and instrument to serve him and also his people. So these three faith, the firstly, Faith beyond outward appearance. So in the Bible, we learn that Goliath, he had an excellent outward appearance and condition. And his strong outward appearance and external conditions caused the Israelites and even the king Saul to lose their faith in God. So let us look at the Bible verse here, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 4 to 7. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet off on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze, weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves 
and bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rope, and his iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield burial went ahead of him. So if we use the calculation today, Goliath was about nine and a half feet tall. Taller than Yao Ming, if you know Yao Ming. Yao Ming, his height is around seven feet. So Goliath, he is a very tall giant, nine and a half feet tall, around, around nearly around 300 centimeters. And 170, so imagine 300 centimeter giant standing beside me. So that is Goliath. And some suspect that he is um, of the same species as the Enoch, the giants of Canaan who were defeated by Israel when they invaded Canaan. Not only that, his brown armor actually the Bible say weighed 5,000 shekels. In today's calculation, is almost 57 kg. So it's just amazing. 57 kg of armor put on your body. So it actually means he is a very strong soldier. Sometimes I just carry my two babies at the same time. I can only stand there last for two minutes. <laughs> so two of them. Uh, altogether nearly 20 kg now. So here, 57 kg. So he is a very strong man. And the iron uh, blade of the spear weighs 600 shekels, around 7 kg. And that is just the iron head, not the whole spear, you see. Already 7 kg. So you see, Israelites and also King Saul, they all focus on what they can see. Wow. This soldier is a very tall and strong soldier. They focus on him. At the same time, they forgot about the Almighty God. So many a times in our life, we also experience that. When um, the challenge comes before us, then, we, then when we see, wow, you see this challenge is so huge and so big, and we forgot our God. So that is what happens among Israelites and King Saul. But you see, David is different. David is different from his friends, his brothers, and also King Saul. He believed that with the presence of God, Israel will win the fight against Goliath. Let us look at the Bible. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 26. David asked the man standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defile the armies of the living God? And in verse 37, David said, The Lord who rescued me from the power of the lion and the power of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. You see, he, God is faith. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. 
for the better is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. So David, he experienced God's salvation countless times, and he understands that victory is not about external condition, it's not about someone's outward appearance, but the victory is in God. With the presence of God, he has this faith that they're going to win this, they will win this better. So my brothers and sisters, young people, sometimes uh, we are so down because when we look at our friends, their our appearance, their external conditions are better than us. We are not as good as them. But we have to learn from David. It is okay. If our, our appearance, our external condition is not as good as others, it's okay. Maybe they have everything, but I have God. And that is enough. Because He is the Almighty God. Isn't our God more important, more powerful than our height, our body, our face, our processing, our background? Brothers and sisters, our value and also capability is in God. Not on our, our appearance or external condition, but it is in God. Height, um, body, fitness, uh, face, possession, and background are important, but it will be useless when we don't trust and rely on God. Just like Saul, in the Bible, you see that Saul is a very handsome man, right? When Samuel went to look for him, Samuel said that. So he is a very handsome man, tall and strong. And he got an excellent fighting skill, battle skill. But you see here, when the Goliath came out, King Saul stayed at his place. He didn't dare to come out and fight the Goliath. Although he has better our appearance and external condition if compared to that way. So, very obvious, without God, all these are just nothing. So, it is more important to have God in our life. So, what really enables you, enables all of us to go far through the storm in our life is our faith in God, just like David. Our appearance, external condition are important. But God, but God is the most important, His presence in our life. When I was teaching in uh, Catholic High School in Cebu, in one of the class, I gave my students 10 questions to reflect on themselves and also their life. And I asked them to write down their thoughts, their reflections in the paper, and I collect, and I read through it one by one. And, I, and after, after I read their writing, and I, if I thought it is necessary to talk one-on-one -on -one with some of the students, then I would go and talk with them. So one female student, because in the paper, he... She shared with me that uh, 
she came from broken family, and she had low self-esteem. She was a very quiet student in the class. I also noticed that. And she knew that too. So in her sharing, he told me that, yes, because as I compare myself to my friends in the classroom, I'm not as good as them. They have good family, good parents. They have good outward appearance. They use better shoes. They use better pencils, better school bag than me. I got nothing if compared to them. This student, she is a Christian. So I just told her, I say, hey, although you are not as good as them, I mean, in terms of our appearance and also external condition, but in my eyes, in your teacher's eyes, you are a very good student. Why? Because in the class, you honor your teacher. You always pay attention in the class. And you also worship and serve in the church. And I can see that you have good relationship with your field of your good friends. And I say, this fear in your heart, you fear God, you honor God. So that is what makes you valuable. So that is what makes you better than others. Many a times, we tend to use our appearance and external condition to judge ourselves. But God won't do that. God won't do that, just like David. We need to have faith in God. We need to trust God and follow God. Secondly, faith beyond the eyes of others. David's brothers, King Saul and also Goliath, they all look down on David. <laughs> they, 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 they don't think that David's going to win this battle, right? Let us look at 1 Samuel verse 17, chapter 17, verse 28. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. So, actually, uh, David's brother just warned this little brother, quickly go back, go back, why you are here? Why you are here? You can't even fight. You are so young and so small, go back. His brother looked down on him. So, how about King Saul? Verse 33, Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight king. You are only a young man. Why are you here? You are yamming. You are not even 20 years old. Go back, go back, go back. How about Goliath? Verse 42. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy. 
Wow, little more than a boy. Why you are here? Glowing with health and handsome, and his despised king. Glowing with health and handsome means David didn't fight in a battlefield before this. So it is, yeah, everything looks good. While you are here, everyone looks down on David. Many a times in our life, when we want to make a decision, when we want to do, that, do something, when we uh, want to act, take actions, many a times we will consider how people look at us. We will consider how people command on us before we take action. You see, not only young people, but all of us too. This is the challenge in our life. Many a times, our actions, our decisions, is all depend on others' eyes. How people look at us. How people uh, see us and command us. But you see, David is different. He made his decisions with the faith of God. On the word of God. David built his faith not in the eyes of men, but in the power of God. Let us look at 1 Samuel, uh, verse 34. I will read for you. But David said to Paul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off the sheep from the flood, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its head, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the power of the lion and the power of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. So say to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. So you see, David, as he faced how people look down on King, he did not lose his faith. But he continued to stand firm on his faith on God. So that is what we need to learn from David. Because many a times when, when people look down on us, we just run away and hide ourselves some way with fear in our heart. We forget how God guides us and leads us in the paths of our life. When people have some commands or complaints on us, we say we want to quit. I don't want to come to church. I don't want to worship and serve God anymore. No. Don't let all this put us down. But let us learn from David. Stand firm, stand firm on the faith that we have in God. So brothers and sisters, David, he knew very well how God has saved him in the past. So he believed that God would also save his own people now. So our life is not determined by the eyes and works of men, of others, but by our God. Brothers and sisters, God's words are more important than others. So don't offend God in order to win the approval or to win 
favored of others or friends around us. I want to tell our young people, especially uh, after secondary school, you will go and study in university. And I have seen all a lot of these cases that young people who grow who grew up in Sarawak, grew up in Methodist Church, after they went to university, they just follow their friends. They are their friends follower, but not Christ follower. They follow their friends and they just left the church, left their brothers and sisters, and left their faith. So this is what happened now in this generation. So young people and also brothers and sisters, let us obey and have faith in God. Live our holiness in every day, in every way that we go. Be a true Christ follower. Many months ago, I just shared with Swinburne University students in the Elder Care Fellowship Hall because most of them, they, just, they, they are newly to Kuching. They just uh, came to study foundation. So I told them, young friends, you must obey and follow Jesus, follow God when you are in your school among your friends. Leave our holiness so that you will be the one who have the power to transform other people's life. In the beginning, they, people around you, your friends may not understand, they will laugh at you. But after three months, after half of the year, one year, two years, as they know you are a true Christian, they will respect you. This is what happened when I was in my university life. When I just went to university, because in university, uh, all the students, they came from uh, different places in Malaysia, even some of them, they came from the other countries. And we spoke different languages, and we got different colors too, and we got different background. But what really different, differentiates us is we are children of God, and some of them, they are not. So how am I going to live out my Christ-likeness among them? So when I was in the university, I, for example, like when I went to have dinner and lunch together with my classmates, I need to do, I need to, I need to say grace. So some of them may not understand. They will laugh at me. They will ask, oh, why, why you always need to pray before you eat? They laugh at me. I just explain with them. And many of them, they will just swear and also use all these uh, dirty works to curse one another. And they say, why are you so holy? Are you, I, never, I never hear or listen that you use all these dirty works. But three months later, half years later, I find that they respect me. When I go out, go to the class, or when I go for lunch or dinner together with them, they don't dare to use any dirty words in front of me. So that is the influence that we need to have when we live, when we stay among our friends. 
in the school and also in the workplace. So the first semester when I went to Utah to study my Chinese studies, uh, the, the lecturer who took care of me uh, and also a few of the students, he asked us, why do you want to study Chinese studies? Some of them, I want to be a teacher, I want to be a re news reporter, uh, I want to study the history of Chinese. When it, it was my turn, I want to be a pastor. I just told my lecturer, I want to be a pastor. And started from that day, every time he saw me, he was, he, he was, he was just like call me father, Fu, Fu, father. But it's okay. By the last semester, when I was in his office and we were actually talking about and, and uh, discuss about my final year project, suddenly he asked me, Vincent, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? Your teacher will respect you too. You leave out Christ-likeness, holiness in your workplace. I trust that your boss will respect you too. So let us not determine, let our life not determined by the eyes and words of man, but by the word of our God. Lastly, faith beyond reward. The Israelites, they saw only the rewards prepared by King Saul for their battle against Goliath, not the power of God. Let us look at 1 Samuel. Verse 25 to 27. Now the Israelites have been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defile Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. And he will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. David asked the man standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this unconstant Philistine? That he should defile the armies of the living God. You see, they repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. So you see, in verse 30, it is the same. He then turned away to someone else and brought out the same matter, and the man answered him as before. So you see, everyone, including uh, all the Israelites today, they only see two things, the whole road, the, the whole road that uh, came from the Goliath. And also the reward prepared by King Saul. No one remembers God, but only David. He remembered God. So, brothers and sisters, even if someone is willing to come out at that moment to fight Goliath, I trust that the reason he is willing to stand out is because of the rich reward, but not because of the name of God. So, brothers and sisters, what is the reason that today we are here to worship our God? We are here joint ministry to serve our brothers and sisters. It is because of God, or it is because of other things, maybe reward. David believed that the Israelites had to go to war, not because of the reward, but because of the name of God. So when David goes out to battle, he fights for the name of God. And he fights with the presence of God. Brothers and sisters, we have to ask ourselves, do we worship and serve from the bottom of our hearts? 
or we are looking for the reward too? And are we worshiping and serving purely because of God? Or there are other factors? Our worship and service are not for reward, but for our God. A few weeks ago, together with Dao Cai, Dr. Simon, we went to visit a brother from Chinese congregation. Last time, he was one of the AV crew. And in our conversation, this brother shared that AV ministry is one, is one of the most difficult ministries in the church. Why? He said, because you need to control and you need to take care of so many things. For example, like when people, when I, um, focus on something else and I forget to praise on the PPT slide and everyone will turn back and look at them. I have to confess, sometimes I do that too. <laughs> For example, like during these two years of pandemic, we have online services. They need to take care of the sound system. Too many things they need to take care. And it is very easy to have mistake or uh, overload when they take control of all these AV um, instruments, online things, and so on and so forth. So he said that it is one of the hardest ministry. So we need to thank God, you see our AV crew. After two years on pandemic, they are still there to serve one another, to serve the church and serve the Lord. We need to learn from them. Our worship and service are not for reward. Although sometimes we overlook something and people may, may don't know and may receive complaint, but they continue to push on and persevere. And that is what we need to learn from David too. Our worship and service are for God. So conclusion. So challenges that David Face Goliath, Goliath's strong our appearance caused fear in Israel and soul. And how David respond? He believed in the presence of God over the superiority of external conditions of the enemy. So this let us uh, we, we see the faith in him, the faith beyond our appearance. So the second challenge, David's brother, King Saul and Goliath all looked down on David. So, but David did not allow the eyes and words of others to sway his faith in God. So, we learn the faith beyond the eyes of others from David. And lastly, the Israelites only look at the reward, not the name of God. But David didn't care about the reward. He knows the reward, but why he want to come out and fight? Because he wants to fight for the glory of God. So, let us learn the faith beyond reward from David. When we have this three faith like David, I trust that God will help us and guide us, lead us to brave our storm in our life. Let us pray. Father, we give thanks to you that this morning we can learn from this young man, David. Father, we pray that in every day of our life, when we face all these challenges, when we face challenges about the our appearance when someone looked down on us when we serve you not because of 
you yourself, but because of something else. Father, help us to learn from David, to believe in the presence of God over the superiority of external conditions, to have faith in you, to not follow people, but follow your works, serve you and worship you, not because of the reward, but because we want to glorify your name. Father, we pray that you will put this faith in us, faith beyond outward appearance, faith beyond the eyes of others, and faith beyond the reward, so that we are able to brave our storm. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.